What's up, everybody, and welcome back to On the Break. The we don't know where Josh is edition. It's J Mac and Kyle Beats. Kyle, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's up, man? Glad to see you. Glad to be back. Hoping to uh, to get Josh back pretty soon. I know he's nursing some uh, some injuries right now and some ailments, but I'm sure we'll get him back soon. I mean, hopefully, I don't know when he'll come back soon, sooner basketball or Josh, but I feel like we're seeing crazy stuff happen. Like in Texas today, we saw basically be announced that they're going to allow fans back into arenas. So it just has that feel that we're kind of just wanting to say, let's move past this and start turning things back to normal. But it's like, is that yeah. the right thing to do? Like, I get it. Like we love sports as much as anybody, but we've been very clear. We want it to be safe. That's, that's first. And yeah. Foremost. And I mean, I think obviously the state of Texas professional sports like the Dallas Cowboys are probably in a different headspace with, you know, where their priorities are at versus like Adam Silver, who clearly wants to do it delicately and has made that really clear from the beginning. Well, it's interesting because like every league is kind of in a different place with it for different reasons. So like, for instance, like I feel like the NBA is playing it safe and they're being very cautious and they're thinking out plans, but like, as of right now, I saw before, just before we came on the air, Woj had tweeted that they are having a board of governors meeting on Friday, but they're not even going to vote on a plan. They have at least a few more weeks of trying to figure that out. And like June first was the de- was a a deadline that they had kind of set of like a reevaluation date, and they're still not quite there yet. And it's one of those things like it's probably going to go off fast because it's going to f- like we're going from absolutely nothing to something, so it's going to feel like. It's going to go right. off fast, but they've got to figure out a lot of things about like competition, fairness, like how they want to structure it. There's a lot to work out there still that they have to do, and um, they're in kind of they're honestly in kind of one of the better spots of all the sports leagues, though, uh, other than like the NFL, because just simply because there's still a good amount of time between now and the NFL season starting. But like I saw, I think what was it? Uh, Goodell put out a, a memo today that was saying that uh, coaches could go back to facilities and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the NFL is going to be way quicker to bring things back. They're going to basically just try to do things business as, as usual, except for, you know, OTAs and mini camps might be slightly different, but they're planning on starting the season as planned right now. So that, that tells you for the NBA. So the NFL season is going to start first week of September. So that tells you for the NBA, you're going to have to begin at the latest, like second week of July, because the playoffs, even if you jump straight into the playoffs, assuming you're not going to do any regular season games, that's going to take six weeks to play out. So you want that wrapped up before the NFL season starts. Well, and I think more than anything else, too, the NBA is probably looking at this like if there's going to be a second wave of this thing, it's probably going to be the fall, this winter kind of thing, right? I mean, we're not looking at a vaccine until way later on this year, if not early next year. And so the NBA is looking at this like, let's get this thing in there and done before the second wave breaks out, which is not. I mean, they're they're in a beneficial uh, spot to be able to look at it that way because they can, yeah, no, they I can don't do f- it. I don't feel like, you know, pushing late August, early September is a risk in Orlando at all, because it seems like. I mean, that's pretty much a lock if we bring this thing back, right? Like, it's going to be in Orlando at the, the Disney. Probably so. Uh, that's kind of what, yeah. what it sounds like. So, I mean, that's really not a risk. It's just like you don't want the finals with the first week of NFL. Well, I mean, I do, but the, the leagues obviously don't want the finals with the first week of the you know NFL season starting. Well, so, yeah, I don't know what would – I would be really curious to see what that head-to-head would even look like because, like, if if that were to be the case, then the NBA train would have been rolling as one of the only sports out there for, like, a month. And so it's like there's going to be a lot more people that probably have a vested interest that wouldn't. So, I mean, the NFL's not going to give a shit because, I mean... I mean yeah, I still think the numbers... I think regular season, like, op- opening week, Jets versus, you know the bills Steelers like yeah. that's even if you have a t- just a decent team involved in there you know if the Packers are playing a crap team they're still gonna people are still gonna t- tune into that versus you know watching the NBA finals that's just the reality of it but I mean I think we we will probably see a season start before mid-July 
I don't know about like that. If you go guy. July 1, you finish mid-August, that's kind of perfect as far as off-season leading into Christmas as we talked about it at length here. I love that idea so much. and I, I that It's headed that way no matter what happens here. I mean, that's yeah, probably, I mean, that, probably done. And that's just another five weeks of data of... I don't know how much social distancing is going on in Orlando, but that's a very, like, from what I've seen, what I've read, a very, very... Um, big space so everything is very spread out there's a safe way to do it there's going to be limited family members involved so I, I think it's going to be able to be pulled off here i'm just i mean obviously there's a million different concepts out there um I'll, I'll be real honest with you you just mentioned this i was surprised to hear at all that like families would be involved in any way shape or form you yeah, I am too. You got to though, right? Like you got to try to keep these guys' heads on somehow, right? Like that's... yeah, but I get you got to limit it to just the immediate family. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it would be like a only a two person thing or whatever, you know, that kind of deal. Um, right. I was surprised that that's even an option, though. To be honest with you, I get it, but like I was surprised that's even being considered. I would just think that the less people, the better. Period. Yeah, obviously, but I think. As you just said, the players' mental health is going to be a part of it. I mean, you got to think about what they've already, you know, I, I say been going through in the last two months. Yeah, these guys are living relatively lavish lifestyles, at least the stars are, but it's like it still can mess with anybody's head. So I, I think it would be the right thing to have the families there. Um, they're just going to have to be really, really smart with it. And I think Adam Silver is putting that plan together. That's why it's taking so long. So that's why I, I think July 1st is probably a realistic date. I I still don't think that, to be honest with you. I think all of that is very pipe dreamish, and I think that they're obviously putting plans out there and working out contingencies and figuring it out. And I think that pretty much what we've talked about throughout this whole thing is like you have to. It's like the NFL starting; like you have to proceed as if business is going to happen as usual, and you have to continue to figure out plans and figure out plans. But I mean, every deadline that's set, things are pushed back. Things are pushed back. Things are pushed back. And I mean. There's the whole big debate about the you know the seven and eight seed and how do you handle that and reseeding one to sixteen and and all that and like I mean those teams like Portland that are just on the outside looking in are going to want a chance at a revenue split in the playoffs because you know that's their last shot at revenue period this year and so it's one of those things where like I can understand from a business standpoint where you do that so there's just a lot to f factor in I guess and figure out. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, everybody wants to play and get a paycheck. You're going to have to eliminate some teams, though. Like, it just doesn't make sense to have the Knicks or the Warriors there. It just really doesn't. Um, I think oh, the regular season uh, is is out of question. I think that's short-sighted because, I mean, look, I mean, Clay and Steph would more than likely be back by that point. I don't know about Clay necessarily, but Steph is already was back before the season stopped. Yeah, but they're, I mean, with just that team, they're not going to win anything. But it's like they, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be rewarded. They shouldn't be allowed to play in and get hot after being 50 and 15. That's bullshit. Or fi uh, excuse me, that. 15 and 50. <laughs> I think you can't if, do that. If you're the best team out there, you're the best team out there. I, that would be the most chaotic, funny thing I would I, ever. <laughs> Ever. They weren't in a mathematical position to make the playoffs, though. Yeah, like yeah. only teams that were in a mathematical position to make the playoffs yeah. should be involved in it. Which it's, I mean, that's even hard to say because you look at the Wizards, who are the ninth spot, right, in the East. So they're, you know, technically one spot out of it, but they're sixteen games under five hundred. That's ridiculous. Let's put them in the play-in. Let's let's just do it. Come on. Yeah, like you you have to anybody that's not an eight seed in the East needs to you can't show up and yeah, that's just yeah. washington charlotte chicago knicks pistons hawks Cavs. like i'm good on that none of those teams need to be involved would kevin durant play i don't think it would matter really because Kyrie's not gonna play you don't think one of the top 10 to 12 best players of all time would matter i mean it would make them better but but Kyrie's not gonna play they're not gonna win a championship with him and karis lavert why would Kyrie not play Kyrie's hurt. Is he? I mean, he might be he might be good by now. That's what I'm saying. 
He was supposed to be yeah. good by the beginning of the next season. So, so what do you want? I thought you, I was under the impression that you wanted just the standard playoff format, but it sounds oh, that's going to happen. Different. They're not going to do. Sing- I, I want chaos, no matter what. I'm always, you know me, I'm always pulling for some kind of chaos. But no, they're not going to do any kind of single elimination type thing. The the NF, uh, NFL, the NBA Board of Governors doesn't feel like. I think that's a dated term now. I don't think they call themselves the Board of Governors anymore. I think it's like something weird now or. I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but I know that the term owner isn't used. And I want to say they got rid of all that. Anyway, uh, they they don't like that format of anything other than a seven-game series deciding a playoff right. series, which I get that. I, I, I don't hate that either. I think it's got to be full force. It's got to be seven-game series. Yeah. It's not a tainted, it's not a tainted championship. That's what they got to avoid is having 2020 be asterisks, and it's not. I mean – they played sixty something games. They played less than other lockout seasons. If there's a full chance, a full normal playoff, I have no problem with it. Are you, if we're just going to do top sixteen teams, are you in favor of keeping conferences, or do you want to see one through sixteen? Hell no, reseed it one through sixteen. That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely reseed it. I, I do think that the NBA is going to do some kind of play in though. Like more than sixteen teams are going out there. When you bring in, you know, Dame and Zion. When you introduce, you know, even if you just expanded to 20 teams, mm-hmm. Dame and Zion are now involved. And, like, the NBA is going to want to do that for viewership. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I'm I'm looking to see kind of like what – I forget. I want to – I'm looking at the stat uh, standings real quick to find out kind of where we would – how everything would shake out in that exact case. So give me just a second. So the, all I know is the Mavs, whether you reseed it 1-16 to 16 or keep it as is, they're playing the Clippers. Right. If you play, it, they're two and seven in the West, and then they're thirteen and four overall. So it would be them playing the Clippers no matter what, which is just going to be a slaughter fest. That's so, why you know if we get a play-in tournament, maybe that changes our seat up a little bit. Okay, here you go. So you would have the pairings would be the the Bucks playing the Magic. So that's one and sixteen. Uh, then you would have the Heat playing the Thunder. That'd be a pretty good series. You'd have the Clippers playing yeah. the Mavericks. The Celtics playing the Sixers, that'd be a good series. The Raptors playing the Grizzlies, the Nuggets playing the Pacers, the Jazz playing the Rockets, the Lakers playing the Nets. That's I like all those matchups. All those are I mean, really I think good. the Lakers and the Bucks have a much easier ride than anybody else. Like the Clippers having the Mavs is a much shittier matchup versus having to play the Magic or the Nets. Yeah, definitely. It's a, t- it's a tough draw, but I mean that, that's how it's going to go. I, I really think that the play-in tournament is is in play, though, because if you think about it, the fringe teams will then be involved. So mm-hmm. what the NBA gets out of that is all their young stars, aside from Dame. You get Dame, who's a top, I would say, probably eight as far as like guys you want to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. And then you get Luka, you get Zion, you get Ja, you get all those guys involved now in the play-in tournament. I think that makes it more exciting. Mm. I, I just – it's half-assing. No, I'm not – okay, I'm, I'm – Telling you what how the NBA is viewing it for ratings. That's I don't true. necessarily want to see that because that puts the Mavs at risk of getting eliminated after having a really good season. They're a game and a half from the fifth seat. Yeah, no, I mean that's a very good point. Uh, I I'm sure that's how they're looking at it too, though. Is in I mean they're looking at massive revenue makeup here, especially because you're not going to have nearly as many fans in the stands or at all. I don't really know how that would happen. You know how that would all work out, but regardless, like oh, it's not going to happen in Orlando. There's no. not going to be fans in the NBA. No, definitely not. But there's, it's just one of those things where, like, I, I, I understand why you would be on board to tamper with the product in this given circumstance because, it, you know, it is one of those things where you have the, it's just a weird season no matter what happens, no matter what happens here, and so I, 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 and I've been a fan of of reseeding always. I, I don't think. The East and the West should matter at all. I don't understand why that's a thing still. Because you look at these first-round matchups, these are significantly better than the first-round matchups that we saw last year. Is that... I agree with that. Well, I mean, you, let's look I at mean, it. I mean, I think we're headed that direction anyways. Oh, do you mean the reseeding? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's going to so, happen in the next two or three seasons anyways. But yeah, I agree. The matchups are a lot more intriguing. Right. Outside of the, you know, the, the two t- at the top, they're all really good. 
Um, it could probably go either way. I mean, the Mavs would have a tough time beating the Clippers, but I mean, you could see the Sixers beating the Celtics or, uh, you know, the Grizzly giving the Raptors a hard time. Like, that's very possible. I would much rather play the Sixers than I probably would the Raptors. I, I, I'm not really sure, actually, about that. Yeah, the Raptors are like the third seed overall. You're not going to play. Boston's well, the fifth seed. I mean, Boston's in a good good position. I told you the other day, I think depending on how, obviously, how you know Kimba's health holds up and how these guys have been taking care of themselves, I think Boston is in a good position to make a round in the East. I Well, in this case, though, the East. Giannis, basically. Well, in this case, the East and the West wouldn't matter. It would all be about... I guess what, that's true. But, I mean, where they're, how far they're seated. So, if they go standard, I think they can easily win the East. And then, based on where they're seated, they get Philly. I think that's a winnable series. And then, I mean, they're a relatively high seed. They're not going to have to face that Harvard team until the, you know, semifinals. For sure. I mean, it definitely increases the odds in that that aspect. I would say, though, that my, my only argument, I guess, would be that this is all based on what was happening two months ago, and it's going to be an interesting uh, restart if that's how we're going. Like that, like that, I don't think is is talked about or looked about enough. Is just the amount of chemistry that it takes to put these teams together. Yeah, and I, that's where like there's some merit in having regular season games played so that guys can get get the rust off and get back in the groove because. Obviously, guys live in different cities. They have different access to different things. But, I, I mean, one, that's increasing risk. Mm-hmm. Two, it's like, does that really make sense? Like, is a three- to six-game regular season edition going to change the seating that much? Probably not. No, probably not. I mean, just for those couple of teams at the bottom, kind of what I was saying about the revenue share thing earlier, aside from that, I mean, it's probably not going to make much of a difference. I mean, the revenue share is a big a big issue and I mean that's where that's where I think it's crazy like if you're gonna bring 16 teams okay 20 teams okay but I think it's absolutely insane if you're going to say okay I'm gonna eliminate the the bottom two teams or the bottom six teams like don't exclude just two or six teams like that doesn't make sense yeah because I mean ultimately in a seven game set set two you have to I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the show. The better team ultimately wins that series. And so, like, if you, like, I don't think there's a whole lot of backdooring into the playoffs like you do in baseball kind of thing. Or the, or the team, healthier team in, right. in the Raptors case. <laughs> Not by much, though. <laughs> Not by a whole yeah. hell of a lot. I, I, by the way, I'm starting, I'm about to start the uh, the Kevin Durant book. Or, sorry, the Kevin Durant book. The, the book that they wrote about the Warriors and Kevin Durant uh, joining the team called Victory Machine. Pretty look, pretty uh, looking forward to that for sure. I'll let you know how it yep. is. So, yep, right. Good timing for the cap spike to happen, and then you know he so, got he got beat by him and wanted to go there. I mean, I'm yeah. interested to read that too. Yeah, I got to get get on that after I finish up my uh, my Silk Road book. I'm like uh, I've got maybe uh, I'm like three quarters of the way through it. So Damn. I'm almost done. It's it's I'm much than I am <laughs> much further along yeah dude it's a wild read it, it I'm listening to it but it's an incredible book too the silk the book about Silk Road listeners go check it out it's awesome um anyway so I I do think though the better team wins in a seven game set though and that that ultimately keeps teams from backdooring in so that makes me feel a little bit better about doing some sort of play-in tournament and I get that like uh, teams are going to want to make up the revenue and and all that, but like, so I, I can't remember. You, I don't know if you'll know this or not, but is there, is it like a so the whole league since it's set up on a cap is revenue shared throughout, right? So is there yep. regular season and then playoff shares? Is that yes. how it works? Okay, gotcha. Yep. So that's on top of that. Got it. So that's why really being like that nine seed is is or ten seed is terrible because you're right outside of the or you're like at the very back of the lottery and you're not getting the additional revenue dude the the most upsetting part is that the knicks are going to take a bath over this whole thing i mean dude i read two so many funny things about the knicks when i was just preparing for today's pod just trying to get up on like what what is the most i saw the woge um article that you're talking about just trying to see the most recent stuff one is their coaching, the, who the Knicks are looking at for coaching between Thibodeau and Kenny Atkinson. It's like, it's just like, it's not even like 
personal to those guys, even though I don't think they're great coaches. Thibodeau, I think, can be the right coach with the right team, but they don't have the right players in there anyway. Like, it's not going to start with Tom Thibodeau. That's not going to change the culture. It'll it's a top-down it, issue. I mean, it'll change the culture, but it won't matter. Well, okay, it won't <laughs> change the culture to a winning one. Correct. It'll make it far worse, is my guess. Yeah. Um, that guy and just, then I saw this. Dude, this is pretty depressing. The New York Post is doing New York sports what-ifs over the last 30 years, which there's a ton of. Oh, boy. Um, and Del Curry basically told the Knicks, told Pat Riley, like, take Curry, take my son at seven. They had to trade up one spot. And they didn't take him, and they took Jordan Hill right after him. It's just incredible. Son of a bitch. They took Jordan Hill. Dude, they had so many. DeMar DeRozan went right after that. So they could have whiffed on Steph and still got DeMar DeRozan, but they ended up with Jordan Hill. You really got it. You really got it. That's tough. Yeah, It's bad. (laughs) I mean, you're just looking to shoot yourself in the foot in situations like that, right? What year was that? Dude, did you see this thing about Zion's agent though? Real quick, I have to oh, I have to bring this up. Yeah, so I I or saw his, a little uh, the former of, marketing agency. Okay, so I saw a little bit about this. I saw that he tested like he did something to where he wouldn't have to testify in court on behalf of himself or something like that, right? Yeah, so his this former marketing agency that I guess was representing him, um, which I would assume I guess he's 18 when that happened, maybe his parents were involved in it, were basically saying that He's getting. He went. He got paid to go to Duke, and they were trying to probe him with that and ask him questions. And he basically, I guess, is pleading the fifth, objectifying to that. Yeah, he's definitely not going to do that, and he's making that documented that he's not going to do that because um, he probably got paid. And it's like, it, like who gives a shit? I yeah. hope he got paid. Like that's the system you guys set up. He could have gone to the NBA out of college, but you told him to go to or out of uh, high school, but you told him to go to college. So I mean, he did, but. I don't understand. Isn't that, is it, then they get rid of that? Isn't like, can't players in college have representation now and stuff and make money from their likeness? Isn't that, no? Uh, I think they can make money from their likeness. Like if they have like jersey sales in mm-hmm. the uh, pro shop and things like that or online maybe, but I don't think you can take direct bank wires from like well the Duke endowment fund into your, you know, chase account that might be a little different yeah it's a little different i mean first of all he was getting paid that's just a fact yeah for sure dude like and he should like yeah you think that nike deal isn't wasn't like established before he blew out his shoe come on what are we talking about here it's that's absurd so he pleads the fifth are they like investigating coach k is that what's going on here i don't uh, yeah Uh, no they're not investigating coach k they're investigating that particular situation with Zion, but I, I don't, I don't think that has that many legs. I really think that's kind of a reach by, because he got rid of this marketing agency as he came to the league. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I don't. So they're they're not, probably just he's not know, a clutch guy, right? Vindictive. That probably so. He's not a clutch guy, right? No, he he's not a clutch guy, and that's why him and LeBron aren't as cool. That's right. Um, that's right. He's a is he CCA? I'm trying to think who he's with. Yeah, he he specifically did not go with clutch. That's right. I remember that being a story too. Interesting. Yeah, like I, dude, I feel like Shashevsky's gone to this place where it's like he was always so above reproach, right? And then like you know you have like Patino get busted, and like that was, I mean that was rough, man. Like that is probably like that's looking at the yeah team. that's that's <laughs> different than paying people like that's right. like i would have a little bit more of an issue with that but i feel like he was kind of the above reproach and then like the patino thing happened and it kind of exposed all these guys for kind of being that guy like no matter what and now he just seems so terrifying that nobody's really going to call him on it because he is the most like one of the most winningest coaches of all time i mean i guess it is what it is but yeah I mean, it's not like Duke. I mean, if you that. look at, I'm just looking at the guys they've put in the league over the last several years. I mean, Help yeah, me dude. Out. I mean, yeah. just with Kyrie, Tatum, and Zion, it's like, I mean, he's getting guys out there somehow. Do you have kind of a list of the last like ten years or so? Yeah, like that's those are the ones that stood out to the me as ones. probably the best players in the NBA. Um, I mean, you can look at like. JJ Redick and Jaleel Okafor were amazing in college, but not as great, not as great NBA players. Dude, Jaleel Okafor. JJ's got, had a hell of a career, though. Okafor got ruined 
by the Sixers. Yeah. Ruined. But he, I mean, he went like third overall. Yeah. Well, he um, was like the second. Seth Curry, Brandon Ingram. I mean, dude, it's a lot, a lot of players. I think Marvin Bagley's still going to be good. I think Wendell Carter's going to be good. Um, Rodney Hood. It's a good. That's a really good list. Jabari Parker, man, three ACL injuries. That guy could have been incredible. Austin Rivers, Justice Winslow. It's a really good list. I wonder how Shashevsky uh, feels about the one and done rule and whether they should get rid of it or not. I have a feeling I know. <laughs> yeah, I would say definitely not. But I don't. I don't hate the idea where they say, okay, you can go out of high school, but if you go to college, you got to do two years. Like that's not a terrible rule. No, that's how it needs it to be. Benefits both sides, right? Like JB's big on this. Like he talks about this all the time, and and he's more of a proponent of no matter what, you always have the connections, and that's great. But like that's just not. At least in the basketball form of things, that's not realistic that guys go back to school. They just don't. Like, there's too no. much money to be made in the league anymore for, to do that. Like, you know, people like Julius Randle get paid these days. And Julius Is Randall's, that JB's take? That's yeah. JB's take? Yeah, well, he, just, yeah, well, he, he thinks it's he's good for like. used the, to looking at NFL deals. NFL deals don't have as much guaranteed money. These kids, if they go in the top 10, can't pass up that kind of guaranteed money. Well, right. And further than that, like they don't need college to develop. It's just a different thing. And if you're going to go for three or four years or you know, two, three, four years, great. Like there's no problem with that. There are plenty of players that have come out like that have stayed longer in college and been just fine in the NBA. I, I think it, it should also be one makes... or the other though. It, it doesn't need to be one year. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it, it it makes no sense to have them there for seven months on campus. Like two years that benefits the program because you get chemistry, so your team's probably better if it's a great player, and you also get just the ability to make money off of them for two years versus them being out of there in, in just one. But you gotta you gotta give the kids the the ability to go to the pros right out of high school, even though I mean when you look back historically it didn't really work out that well for very many guys. Well, for every be better, then. KG, Kobe, and LeBron, there's, you know, Sebastian Telfair and a host of other guys. I think there's a third option, though, that's not talked about nearly enough, and that's using the actual G League for development. Are guys able to sign straight with the G League now? Well, so you can get drafted and then just be on, like, a two-way contract. That's what they should do for some of these kids that come out of high school. Just give them 41 games in the G League, 41 games in the NBA. Or just, if you want, like, just treat it like a, like a minor league version of the NBA and just say, okay, I'm going to sign a contract with the, you know, the main red clause and... You know, I'm going to play my way into the NBA. You play your way in, you get in, and you bring them up just like you would the majors in baseball. You have a stronger farm system for your actual team, a, l a lot more depth, and you have a, a way for players to actually develop with real NBA talent and not waste their time in college if they don't want to. I think that's fair. And, I mean, I think you could keep that still as just one league Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to do two leagues underneath the NBA like baseball does. No, no, three. no, definitely not. It just needs to be one. But I'm just saying that kind of structure where it gives you a feeder system because every team has a, a G League affiliate now, right? Yep. Every so, team is G League. So I mean, yeah, you put them in that quote unquote farm system, and it's like you can just pay them the minimum, whatever, or whatever the G League contracts are. Yes, yeah, yeah. like there's somewhere between fifty to a hundred thousand. I mean, that's good. That's way better money than them going to college. Mate, well, we don't know what we don't know what got slid slid into Zion's account, but true, uh, might have been a little higher than that. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Allegedly, uh, Nike money. But I mean, yeah, I think that's a, the right way to do it. I mean, you're still giving these kids a good salary. They know they're going to get paid when they go to the league, and they're developing their game. And it's like, you know, maybe you stay two years. Okay, you're 20 years old now. Yeah, I mean, imagine and you're ready. So, you're Zion, a lot more ready. Uh, so you would have to have some kind of like. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure if you would really have to have some kind of like service time in the G League type thing before they bring you up or not. Because imagine if Zion would have just gone straight to the G League. Like the natural inclination yeah. would be, we got to get this guy to the NBA now. Yeah, you see one 40 20 game, you're like, all right, we're going to get this guy in here. Could you imagine the backdoor shady ass deals that it would take to get Zion <laughs> to sign with the main red claws or like the. Oh my God. <laughs> all the different affiliates. You know, that'd be great, dude. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Dude, I, I, I think that's actually a really a good idea, and I think that's something they're going to try to transition to. I mean, they've even talked about trying to do that with the NFL. Yeah. 
They should, but the NFL which they should thinks way too much of themselves, and they well, they will. College football just makes way too much money, especially compared to college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Outside absolutely. of March Madness, college basketball makes absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, Did you happen to see? Speaking of that, I don't know if you ran across this, but what's that dude's name that signed with Texas Tech? This is more college ball, but uh, it's. Like, I didn't see it. He's like a grad transfer. He's like one of the biggest names out there. He's supposed to be fucking incredible. Um, I can't think of the name off the top of his head. I'll think of it in just a second. Is it a quarterback? No, no, no. Sorry. This is college basketball. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it was all over the damn place. Anyway, this girl had said that she'd give five bucks to anybody that retweeted and liked it. And the whole thing went absolutely viral. And she owed like $116,000 to people. And he actually ended up signing there. <laughs> so, damn. It's pretty funny. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it, awesome. Twitter could get you in trouble, oh. I guess. No shit. Transition back to the the league, though. Do you think whatever playoff format that we have, do you think there's any team besides the two L.A. teams in Milwaukee that, that can win the championship? I have no idea without looking at them. I really don't. Like, I, I would have to see some kind of, like, I, like well, I don't know what Philly's going to bring to the table. I don't know how well Joel Embiid's going to look. I don't know how well... Siakam, you know, like there's just a lot of. It won't questions. be Philly. I'll tell you that much. It won't be Philly. No, but you know what? I'm, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know what guys like that are bringing to the table. Yeah, that really do. I think like, a young team like Boston could be really feisty. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have no idea what they're going to bring back to the table, and that's. I mean, it, it's just it makes it really hard to predict, I guess. But I, I like everything else holding steady. I don't see anything other than those three. Yeah, I give like a five percent chance to the field outside of those three. Oh, if that, if that, that, yeah. that better be plus money, a lot of, plus but money. I'd like to see the odds though. And, and we'll have to do if they, if we get these odds up pretty quickly, once things get announced, hopefully here in the near future, um, we'll have to come on here. Cause I, if Boston, if they do standard conference with the East and Boston's like plus 300 plus 350 to win the East, I'm all over that. And I, I might throw a flyer on, on them to win it all. I mean, depending on what the actual like, the actual line would look like, yeah, I, w- I would think that would be really good. Yeah, value. if it's like plus twelve hundred, plus fifteen hundred, I think you could find like some some things that would be like um, just anybody but the Lakers, anybody but the Clippers, anybody but the Bucks. Probably some plus money there. Um, I think those would be interesting ways to look too. And I think if you took a specific team, that'd be even better. That'd be really yeah, I think. Bucks, Lakers, and Clippers will be all like plus three hundred or plus three fifty and below. I mean, we're gonna have to live stream so many playoff games of us watching just because we're gonna want to watch this together. Yeah, that's what would make that playing tournament fun, though, is just the viewing experience of that. But then it's just such a shit show. Like if the Mavs get eliminated by the Kings, I'm gonna be up in arms. I'd vomit, vomit and a half, dude. I'd be so pissed. Did, dude, did you see? I don't know if you saw it. Um, Kevin O'Connor on, on Simmons pod put together the world cup, the way they do groupings like that idea is truly being considered. Okay. So talk about that a little bit. What does that look like? World cup grouping. So basically you lock the top four seeds, which is Milwaukee Lakers, Clippers and Raptors, Mm -hmm. actually Raptors, then Clippers, but those four teams. And then you basically have 16 other teams. So we are going back to that 20 number, right? So it's the, the, 16 teams that are in the playoffs currently, plus the four in the West that have the better record. Mm-hmm. So 20 total teams. We're right. leaving 10 out, so you're not singling people out mm-hmm. uh, or teams out. You then take those 16 teams and randomize it. So you have f- four groups, right? And those top four seeds are each in one seed. Those groups. They randomize everything else. So it can end up being... That's where you get those group of deaths in the World Cup mm-hmm. is because, you know, when... Four really good teams get put into that group. It could be difficult. So you know, imagine if the Mavericks get randomized into the. They actually match up against the Lakers. Well, the Clippers group, because mm-hmm. we see we can't seem to get away from the Clippers. And then the other teams in there are like, you know, Boston, uh, Philly, and I'm just trying to think of like tough teams, the Jazz or the Rockets. It's like that could be a really difficult grouping where mm-hmm. the Lakers mm-hmm. could get draw draw the Magic, the Nets, the Grizzlies. It's like okay, well that's kind of shitty. That'd be wild. Did he put this up on the Ringer? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a YouTube video of it that makes that probably a little more clear of what I'm actually saying, but it's, it's incredible. Soccer fans are familiar, I'm sure. Um, But I would actually kind of be in favor of that just because of the, the randomness that's, that's involved there. I think there's a really good chance that they do something like that, that we get a winner that we're not expecting. I agree with that. And I, well, I think I agree with that. I don't know. Like I just, like I, I'm literally coming out of this like having next to no expectations for anything other than like, I mean, there was some true dominance being shown two months ago, but you know, like what if, you know, I mean, you got to consider you're coming back with things like the the jazz situation where you know they were kind of shit in the bed a little bit, but like, you know, Gobert and and like. You know, that whole situation, you've got that to deal with. I mean, you got Jokic and Denver, who was playing himself into shape in the season. Like, what's that going to look like? Yeah. You know, what's but, Michael Porter Jr. going to look There's a lot to consider uh, that could have changed in two months that we haven't seen or know about. Yeah, I wonder if Michael Porter Jr. can, can stay healthy. At, I mean, you think this is enough time to recover. He was really looking good when he was playing solid minutes. Yeah, I'm still high on him if he can if he can stay healthy, dude. The fact that OKC that Chris Paul has OKC above the Rockets, the Pacers, the Sixers, that's insane. Are you just talking about the standings, like as it yeah as it lies? Where are they sitting right now? They are as far as uh, the West. They are the five seed overall. They are. Be like this. Six seed, probably the nine like seed. Nine, yeah, wow. the nine seed. Okay, yeah, I'm but I mean, right now myself, dude. That's I mean, the Rockets are the ten seed. That's that's underperforming for having two of the what six highest paid players in the league. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, there's yeah. I, I guess I, I know I don't have to sell you on that being an underperformance. Well, yeah, but I'm just I'm not a. a Chris Paul guy at the end of the day, like I just get out of the second round once. That's that's all I ask. And, oh, I was talking. Yeah, I was talking about the the Rockets, but oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think sure. I don't think OKC can make a run here. I, I just don't see a, a world where they're no. they're going to make a run. I do think Houston can be feisty though if they um, if they come out hot. Right, it's going to depend on who's more synced up. I do think teams that have played together a little bit longer are obviously going to have an advantage. Once again, going back to your Boston guys, that young group's been together for a while now. I think that bodes well for them. That Milwaukee unit would be pretty locked, you know, locked in. But the Lakers and the Clippers, those are new looks. Like those teams aren't going to be, they're going to be relying on talent more than chemistry. Definitely. And that, I mean, that was almost always kind of the case. Uh, speaking of, of James Harden, have you seen that picture of him uh, with the with the scraggly beard during quarantine? No, it's pretty rough, man. Got a little Kimbo slice action going on. It is something. I will uh, throw it up here on the screen here, just a second, so you can see it. But yeah, yeah no, perfect. I mean, I could see them being feisty, especially being well rested and everything. But I, it's just hard for me to really like look past what the Clippers and the Lakers have been doing, man. Like leading up to this, like they were so dominant all the way through from start to right up when we stopped. And the Lakers were getting on a nice little run there coming out of the break. Dude, yeah. I mean, I was pleading on here that LeBron should be the MVP because right before the season got shut down, that weekend before, they beat the shit out of Milwaukee. He was the best player on the floor. They beat the shit out of the Clippers. He was the best player on the floor. And I felt like they were locking in. Um, But I I picked the Clippers at the beginning, so I'm going to stick with it. I think that's fair. I, and and I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I'm not picking against like what I initially thought, but I definitely it gives me it's definitely pause. one of the LA teams though. I, I I love Giannis, but I don't think Milwaukee's there with the the rest of the surrounding cast. I mean, I don't think that we would have gotten that admission out of you. Regard, I mean, I think we would have gotten that admission out of you regardless of what happened. But I'm with you. Um, I'm pulling up the Harden photo so you can see it here real quick. Perfect. Uh, Josh isn't here to defend that take. I know he thinks this is okay. Look how skinny he is. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that I that's exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I mean, dude, if he's just walking around out dude that, you know, out there in jeans, man, skinny jeans. Real it's a good skinny. way to lose some, burn some cows. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's unbelievable. I always think of him as a pretty like stocky guy. He looks really thin right there. Yeah, I mean, you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder what that'll look like. So I don't know, man. I I think there could definitely be some interesting matchups though, and I think it's just really going to depend on some of the seating. But I think people are going to be so starved for sports and everything to be back that if it does come back, that they're just going to be chomping at the bit at almost every series. Yep, Is and that- I mean, who's really? going to reap the benefits here is yeah they've lost some some revenue for sure but espn um and abc obviously owned by disney so it's really disney they're going to host it in orlando they're going to have espn they're going to have ab and abc that's two of the three networks that play nba basketball what the hell ever happened to like antitrust and like monopoly shit? Like, yeah, that's Disney- a monopoly. TNT is the only thing involved there that's not Disney. Right, like Disney owns fucking everything. It's unbelievable. That's my favorite. That's yeah. I, I'd much rather watch you know Chuck Shack, Ernie and Kenny than um, any of the other shows, hands down. Someone asked me the other day. They were like, "When was the last time you heard from Chauncey Billups?" And I was like, "I don't know, like two, <laughs> like a two months ago, not, like not that long ago." Why? They're like, "Oh, he was so dominant," you know. And I was like. Yeah, he's still an announcer. Like I was Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what's Yeah, he's going on he's here. I think he's ABC, but um yeah, I mean I, I think that's pretty pretty much the the guarantee is that it's gonna be in Orlando. I think Silver's really being delicate with it. I think he's putting the, the plan together. I, I like the July first date. I know you're a little off that, but it can't be much later than that. We just we said it a minute ago or a while ago. It has to be, you know, like mid July that is the latest you could push it it uh that that's what i've been saying ever since this all started was that that's all you can do like there's no there's no real later because you've got to have a full off season too where you i mean you have to figure out free agency you've got to figure out the draft you've got to figure out i mean they haven't even done the lottery like there's still a lot to be done that would typically be done already by now and there's just there's a lot to figure out and they're going to want to start it by Christmas, right? Like that's Christmas. Like the Christmas thing's almost certainly happening. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. Because we're already on pace for it to finish so late that they're going to have to obviously start at a different time than October. And Christmas just makes sense. That's the NBA's best day of the regular season. Definitely, definitely. Um, I didn't even get to talk to you about the ending of the MJ doc. What do you think? Like, what did you think about the ending of or the last two episodes? And then what did you think about it overall? I think MJ beat another weak opponent that LeBron could have beat as well. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I think the Jazz were a, a decent team, but I, I think that team was kind of overrated. It was a complete mismatch. Um, I, I, I think it was obviously constructed to put Jordan in a specific light, but overall I thought it was relatively accurate, even though there was definitely some, uh, maybe some padding of particular events. I thought it was the on-court action. Um, I thought was captured really well. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed the last two episodes, but it definitely leaves you feeling at the end, like what the fuck happened here? (laughs) Like, yeah. How did, how did they not, bring Jordan back for one more. He was so confident that when he said that they were going to, that he thought they were going to win the seventh um, or at least, you know, make a good run at it. And there's no reason to think that they wouldn't have, they would have played in 99. They would have played the Spurs in the finals. If they got there with old ass Robinson, super young, Tim Duncan, Tony, Sean Parker. Elliott, maybe like oh, no, Tony, Parker no, Tony yeah. Parker's not in the league till one. That's right. Yeah. He was a little earlier. Than that. Or, so that earlier. was their very, that was Timmy's very first one. Wow, yeah, so that's... Or, or their, their very first one. You think that was Pip- Pop and and the Spurs first. Do you think Pippen would have done it? Doesn't sound like he was in the By mind. Himself? No, no, I'm saying, if do you think he would have come back? He might have been out of there, but I still think I still think Mike might have been able to win it. I know so. I know that to be a fact. I, I mean, because that Spurs team isn't any better than that Jazz team. No. No, if anything, they're probably a little bit worse at that point. Just because, I mean, having Carl Malone and John Stockton alone is at least a duo, and you're still talking about young Timmy yep. D. You know, I mean, you had the you had the twin towers, but yeah, there was yeah. it was a little they're pretty far apart in age, but 
I love the uh, MJ in this just psychotic behavior with Brian Russell, where he's, you know, he's talking about when he was playing baseball, Brian came and visited him at the facility and told him like, you know, why'd you quit? Why'd you quit the league? You know, I, you know, I can lock your ass up and or something along those lines. He's just little black book. Fucking. I'm going to fucking own this guy. He did it in the biggest moment. Yeah, he did. I, I just, it's a push off, but who cares? I mean, it's still a good bucket. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's not that bad of a push off. I've definitely seen more egregious push offs. I mean, yeah. remember the uh, was I can't remember when this was. I know it was this season, but I don't remember like at what juncture when LeBron like quote unquote took that one to the face and like definitely hammed it up. And wh- when was that? Was that like early in the season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was the beginning of the, this year. Hilarious. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't that yeah. egregious. It was definitely more of a push than that. But not by a lot. I mean, it was a fine bucket. But I thought that it was told definitely sucked Jordan's dick a lot. That that's that's a given. I mean, that's kind of to be expected. It, it, it slowly got more that way towards the end as yes, well. Hundred percent. Because you knew that they weren't gonna make it about like it wasn't gonna be made to be about him as far as like his fault. You knew that that was that was not going to be the story that was going to be painted there. You knew it was going to be other people's fault. I thought that the story about the pizza in the hotel room was the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, they basically just said he got food poisoned. Yeah, like that someone... It was the food poison game, not the flu game. It's like, what? what? Like, what the fuck? I don't doubt that he was off in that game because he seemed off in that game. But like you can have Did a bad five guys show up to deliver the pizza, right? Like no, absolutely not. And for like, what do they do? Not they five. call up and be like, "Hey, the, uh, we want one large pepperoni." Just come into Michael Jordan's room. Like is that like, like I know for a fact in baseball they in hotels and stuff they like put register. I'm sure they do this in the NBA too. They registered them under all fake names and stuff like that. There's absolutely room service there too, right? Right. Absolutely. Like, where are they staying? Or they just got them up in, like, you know, a Holiday Inn Express? Right. Like, and I've been, uh, No way. I've been known to make fun of, of Salt Lake City and Utah in general a lot. I, I've only been once, so I, I can't really speak to a whole lot of it. It was going through there. It wasn't really being there for too long. But I can confidently say that I, I would just be willing to wager that even back then, I don't think that every restaurant in, in the town shut down at, like, 9 o'clock at night. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, and I don't think the guys working at ten thirty in a Salt Lake City suburban pizza hut know that the NBA players that come through town stay in that hotel. Well, and I can't imagine they stay at the same one every time because of that. So That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, so uh, that was the one of the bigger crocs of shit, and like it's one of those things where like if you didn't feel good, if you were off, just say that. That's okay. It just felt like I hate things where I'm like, why are you lying to me about this? Why are you lying? You know, it, it would make more sense that he took a, a trip to Atlantic City and was just extremely hungover. Yeah. After he just got, you know, wrecked for 100,000. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very uh, likely that that could have happened, you know, so, you know, just I, took I, took a private jet. Things, just like your boy Kraft. I mean, that's true. The night before. I mean, he is MJ, but I just things like that made me kind of second guess. I, I think you're right. I think as it went on, it definitely got more and more like that, where it was more about telling some stories. And I, I Dude, honestly, the Steve Kerr stuff was wild, right? So, did you know that about him? No. Yes. Yeah, no, so not at all. It's funny. I I told Josh this last episode, but I happened to be listening to. Do you remember David Al- Axelrod? He was Obama's chief of staff. Yeah, yeah. He used to have a, well, he still does, but it's a Patreon podcast now. But he had a podcast where he had Steve Kerr on and he talked about all that. And I was blown the fuck away by that whole story. And just, I mean, his dad was assassinated, dude. Yeah. And what, what, where was it at in the Middle East? Um, uh, it was, well, it was at American College in like, because uh, it was in like the, uh, forget exactly. I, Somewhere in the Middle East, though. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, pretty insane for him to go over there and you know he because he that's a really significant thing that he was doing you know yes and then to be assassinated is wild he was in beirut in lebanon that's right okay lebanon i thought it was weird though that they were like did you ever talk to mj about your dad and his dad what no (laughs) no dude like 
Played basketball together. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, does, does Jordan seem like the kind of guy that's just going to open up his life and share deep feelings with you? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Maybe if you gamble about who had more pain. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there were a lot of things like that where I was like, this is horseshit. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, But I thought that, too, it tied everything up in a very specific way. And it's almost like as if the questions, all those questions hadn't been out there for 25 years about you know the gambling and the you know this and the that all that stuff like it just seems like there was an answer for everything and that's very convenient to me agreed do you let me ask you this do you think there is another player in nba history current or retired that would have a 10-part documentary with as much intrigue absolutely not really absolutely not i think think there's a couple well maybe okay so tell who do you think I think the the first one is AI. Okay, ten parts though. They, they did, I guess they did a thirty for thirty. Yeah, ten parts is tough. Ten parts is a lot. I think AI is incredibly interesting. Uh, yeah, he's one of my I favorite think you players. Might be right, dude. I don't know who else you could go. Kobe <laughs> or LeBron, maybe. The problem is that whenever you get to so I, maybe Kobe, and we'll probably see something like that. But part of what made this so cool was like the the footage and in that aspect of it um but like when you start to get to like lebron he he's lived in the the social media age where like clips we know that story yeah we know that story and like you know maybe 20 years from now we're gonna forget it and want to go back on it but i don't i just don't see it being the same people would hate a lebron doc (laughs) right now they would but to 20 years from now that's gonna be very very different maybe not i don't know how long that would take i mean i guess 20 is about right but like I think give people long enough to miss him and forget about it, you know, and forget. Yeah, let's see what happens after he gets his fourth ring here and and go from there. All right, well, we'll see about that. (laughs) But I could see the Kobe story being one of a whole lot of intrigue, too, though, because his story is great. Yep, yep. And you could do it where it's like the eight Kobe and then the 24 Kobe and do it in like parts like a part like that. Ooh, you may not want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) That, that. Be, I wouldn't let you direct it. I know that much. Those would be two very different stories. It would almost have to be five, so you don't split it like that. Because that'd be terrible. <laughs> no, but um, I he's one of the only ones that came to my mind that could do that. The only one that I would want to see otherwise that they didn't do, and I they talked about how they wish they would have is I wish they would have done the same thing with the Warriors in that last season. I think that would have been awesome to see some of that footage later. I think on. they will. You're already seeing these books come out, right? I think they definitely will do something on those Warriors. But I'm talking about, like, because they wanted at the beginning of the season to do, like, a last dance kind of thing with KD. That would have been sick. That would have been yeah. awesome. Where, where you're getting that throughout the season, um, you know. Update. Kind of, yeah, and that kind of, like, backstage look that you don't really get that. Because Amon Rashad was the guy that was recording all of that. Um, that would have been a lot easier to do now, too. I oh absolutely because you and you would have like you would have like a whole lot more like I guess like everybody would have different footage and things that they could contribute like there's just a lot more readily available media that you could use now for something like that and like I did notice that a lot is like all of it was kind of shot the same way and I mean like you said the video still holds up pretty good for that long though did right like they did a good job with like updating it and and. Like, cause we went back and watched a lot of those finals and stuff like that for our our top thirty, Rough, dude. And th- hard to watch at times, especially those hard early to watch, ones, especially the early ones. Mid nineties is where it gets a lot better. Yes, like rap rapidly, and you can tell. Like the difference between nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety five is drastic, but um, it, yeah. So I think those are the the only guys you could maybe even consider. Kobe is is maybe your best option. I think he's one of the only options. Uh, you'll definitely be able to do something with Steph later on because he's that friendly. He's like Russell Wilson. It's going to be the same kind of thing. Right. You do know, you like, think they're, the reason they didn't do it for the Warriors is because, like, with the Bulls, when they were back, you know, back after a big game um, or a big series win, they'd be, you know, smoking cigars and just, you know, gambling, chopping it up. Shooting. Do you think the Warriors were just all just on their phone? Like, Steph goes off with Aisha and, and Draymond just does his thing. Clay goes and sparks a blunt katie's just on the burner phones he's just got six flip phones out and just that's why they didn't show it because they're all just doing their own thing there's Dray- no camaraderie draymond's calling him a bitch <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah, Draymond's just stalking yeah. him out, out of the building while he's on six different phones. I mean, probably something like that, man. There was not a lot of love there in that locker room towards the end, that's for sure. I can't wait to read this KD, or this. I keep saying it's the KD book, but it, it kind of is because it's sort of the last year of him there in that run and what that was like. And It's the Warriors book featuring the story of KD. Correct. So I'm going to get done with the Silk Road in uh, the next couple of days and I'll get, get on that. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, the I had one other thing for you. Um, oh, as far as the MJ doc, so overall, like, I thought, like, we talked about, like, convenience of, like, telling the story, like, it didn't touch on, it It didn't touch on, like, his time with the Wizards and all that kind of stuff, but it was very conveniently wrapped up in a foil of, like, oh, well, it's the Bulls documentary, you could kind of pull that card whenever you wanted. Uh, which is really right. interesting. So my question for you is, do you think that Jerry Krause got a bad rap because he wasn't able to be there to defend himself a little bit? Yes. Yeah, I do. I definitely do. Cause he put a, he did a hell of a job. Um, I think he definitely got a bad rap, even though I disagree with him not wanting to go for that seventh ring. I don't understand that, but like, I definitely think that he kind of got dicked over just a little bit. They treated him like shit, man. I mean, how convenient. And so, like, I don't know much about this, and maybe you you can shed some light on it, but like, didn't MJ reference him in his Hall of Fame speech and he wasn't there or something like that? Isn't that yeah. Okay? yeah. 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 That's very strange. So I mean, and ultimately, you know, Scotty Pippen said, Hey, this this guy is the best, you know, the the best GM ever. He said, Michael, I played with the best player ever, the best GM ever, or played for the best GM ever and the best coach ever. I mean, I'm trying to think. So, okay, so played for the best GM, best co- – yeah, okay. Oh, I, yeah, you know my thoughts on Phil, so, like, I don't know if that's – you know, it, it, for me, I don't know I, if that's necessarily – I think you could argue good. Phil's the greatest coach ever. Yeah. You, you would probably say Red, Red Auerbach. Red but. Auerbach's better. I think Pat Riley's a good co- – a really good coach, I think. And that really, okay, well, really – Okay, he co- – Do what? He also coached, you know – Magic, Kareem, Patrick Ewing. I think so did Phil. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Phil, but he won a lot more rings. I think it's Phil or Pop. I'm not saying Phil's not a good coach. I'm just saying it that could he, be Pop. It could, Pop's maxed out rosters, talents like no other. So if you're looking at it that way, like absolutely, it's Pop and probably a landslide. I don't even know if it's close. If you're looking at it that way, if you're talking about getting the mo- like the most out of a team that wouldn't necessarily like that someone else would it's definitely pop. It's not even close. And the reason I don't put Red Auerbach in there is because there's like eight teams when he when they started. That was the, like, that's I mean, not as impressive when there's thirty. He can't. I mean, you can't take the championships away from the guy. He's no. a, he's got the most rings, but I, you know, it's just it, it's just different. It's How would just you different? It's hard to compare. How would you feel if the Mavericks went into the Boston Garden and just got absolutely walloped by the Celtics and in the third quarter he lit a victory cigar? How bad would you be pissed? Or how much would you be pissed? I'd be furious. I would, but I'd also be like, that guy's badass. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. Um, all right. Well, I thought the, the documentary was pretty good overall. I'm going to go back and do a rewatch. I think we should do that. And I give like a B plus overall. Yeah, I Started off really strong, really yep. strong. Definitely, way- it might have just been us being a little thirsty. Did it need to be ten parts? No, you could have made it like six to eight. Yeah, I think so too. I think it was a little long. I think that was definitely too much. Uh, you're on to the Lance Armstrong one, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm just watched the first episode. I'm looking at the. I'm uh, researching EPOs right now. Oh, good. Yeah. All about that red blood cell count. That's what Josh is out doing. Is trying. He's running around the block continuing. <laughs> uh, Dude, the fact he came in second natural in a sport of cheaters is incredible. When he wasn't cheating is unreal. <laughs> when he was like 20. <laughs> yeah, unreal. Like, that guy's a psychopath just like MJ was. Like, I don't think that, like, it, it's the same kind of mentality, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it even may be more so because he's an in, it's an individual sport. So, I mean. Right. And, and he was willing to cheat. So, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's what they say. Yeah, so Barry Bonds will tell you exactly. So yeah, no, it's 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 an interesting one to look at too. It's only two though, and I think that's perfect length for something like that. Doesn't need to be any longer than that. So, 
Um, all right, man. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, I think. It's been uh, good chatting with you. We'll be back next week with hopefully some NBA updates on what's actually going on. Otherwise, we're going to start creating some new shit to do. I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, keep your ears peeled. We'll be, uh, we'll be back here pretty soon. Hopefully, Josh will be back with us next week. Yep. All right, man. Take it easy. Later.